Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulihil ameen. Rabbishrah li sadri, wa yassir li amri wahlul uqtata min lisani yafqahun qawli. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome all. You're listening to Hamza, Rahil and Shafiq. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Verbal Outpost, where we like to have an informal conversation about real topics. We'd also like you to take part to make sure you leave a comment or drop us an email on verbaloutpost at outlook.com and please share your thoughts. Yes, that's right. We are airing on Radio Dawn on a Saturday. Normally, you hear our voices on a Sunday, but today we're here on a Saturday. And that's because we're covering an incredibly important topic today, inshallah. Um, we're going to be covering zakat and practically calculating zakat. Okay, so we're just going to go through some tips, especially in the final 10 days of Ramadan um, and Eid coming up very soon. We want to talk about calculating zakat and making sure that if you do have any outstanding zakat, that you can comfortably do it yourself. Um, and you know what you're doing and you pay the right amount. So that's really what we want to get at the end of it. So hopefully, inshallah, we shall do that. And just to be clear as well, this isn't a, I don't want to end up, you know, this isn't a charity spiel about who you should give zakat to and the different conditions and the different types of people. And it's not really about the importance of it as well, because there's lots of people that have already covered the importance of zakat on previous shows, on other shows wherever it is. I'm sure the charities do a good enough job of that, of getting scarred from people. Um, but what I want to do is just make sure that if you do have any doubts or any questions, or if you're not sure and you just want a bit of bit of a steer or make sure you're on the right lines, that we can do that, inshallah. Okay. And then the other thing I just want to make clear as well, this isn't, it's not a a scholarly theoretical discussion either about the thick side of it and um, you know th the three different opinions on how to calculate pension income or those sorts of things okay it very much is fairly general we're going to cover the important topics but it's very much about the practical uh, calculations of it okay and just the basic principles right so I've given a very brief intro um, I've got my co-hosts with me as usual, uh, Rahil and Shafiq. Do you guys want to give salam? I've sort of As hijacked everything. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. How are you guys doing anyway? Last, it's the last stretch. We're on the 26th night tonight. So we've got 27th night tomorrow night. Are you guys, you guys doing all right in the last 10 days? Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> it's, it's come quick, hasn't it? The end of Ramadan. I guess it's one of those things like every year, isn't it? Yeah. It, it? It goes as quick as it came. Yeah, yeah. Shocking, isn't it? I know. As soon as you... I found the first few days were very, very difficult. But yeah, it, it, it just gets easy and your body gets used to it after about a week or so. 
So I'm at that stage now where it's going to be quite a shock to the system on Eve Day. But anyway, <laughs> we slightly digress. We slightly digress. Let's get back to the point in hand. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about calculating zakat, and we want to make sure and we want to help you calculate it correctly. And then we'll talk a little bit about where it can go as well uh, once you've calculated it. Okay. So what I'll do, I'll just give a very I'm going to keep this quite free flowing, all right, guys, and you know, feel free to chip in. Um, I'm, I'm just going to give a very brief overview of how it works. I'm, I'm assuming that everybody listening knows the basics of there's a nisab amount, which is X amount of silver and, and or gold. Let's just go by the silver amount. And the nisab at the moment is roughly around 400 pounds. Okay. So if you are in ownership of more than four, if we just say for argument's sake, you own more than 400 pound in your bank account for a whole year, zakat is then due upon you. So you need to pay zakat. That's probably gonna be most people listening to this right now, okay? So anything over 400 pound, you need to pay, do you guys know what the percentage is? Two and a half percent. Boom, two and a half percent. Yeah. Or one fortieth. One four one fortieth. Okay. <laughs> We're getting technical here already. So fractions, got, mate, fractions. So we've got fractions and percentages. Have you got the decimal? Well it's point not two five, isn't it? Point two five. Oh no 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 no, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point point not two five, yeah, you're right. But that's right. optional, isn't it? Uh, in the sense that that amount, that's sort of the minimum amount. If you could, if you want to pay more, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the amount that is owed to the the certain categories, which have been mentioned a number of times on other shows, um, they are entitled to that money. So that money doesn't really belong to us. That two and a half percent, anything over, we give. That's fine. Yeah, we can give that as optional. I guess we class as Sadaqah, wouldn't it? You can give more. Yeah. Um, but if we're we being technical, I guess that would break off into Sadaqah charity rather than Zakat. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I thought it still falls under Zakat if you choose to give more. Um, you, a higher you percentage. Can. Uh, to, to be completely honest, once we get into it, it's better to overestimate. And there's always going to be a little yeah. bit of a residual uh, that goes beyond that anyway. Um, so. It's better to overestimate than underestimate and get it wrong. Um, so in terms of calculating it, really the, the steps are, firstly, you need to have a look at what do you own, okay? That's all the assets and everything that you own that will include cash, that will include, uh, so, so that's f physical cash that you hold. If you've got any cash in your uh, that you hold in your house, if it's in your wallet, any of that loose change, okay, just add it all up, round it up if it's loose change, but add up all the cash that you have, uh, your bank accounts, so have a look at all the bank accounts you have, if there's any of those old bank accounts that you've got that you don't really maintain, have a quick look, uh, make a note of it, write it down, um, so cash, bank accounts, any gold or silver that you own, whether it's physical gold that you own. So it could be jewelry, it could be 
gold coins it could be gold bars if you're into that thing and you've got whole bars lying around in your attic (laughs) all those things it could be gold that you own through the financial markets so it could be a exchange uh, an exchange traded commodity so an etc um, it could be something like bullion vault where you own a share of a gold bar. So all of the, those things, they all count stocks and shares, any inv- properties that you have for investment, any pensions, whether it's a defined contribution scheme or whether it's a SIP, any cryptocurrency, any ISAs, any funds that you own, and also includes any business assets as well. Okay, so we'll get into all of those things, but in at the very summary level, you need to document all those things that you own. Okay, and what we'll do, we're gonna to refer to that as the assets. And what you also need to include in the assets is anything that people owe you as well. Okay, so if you've given a loan out to somebody, and you know, for example, you've loaned somebody out 10,000 pounds, Um, and they're going to be paying it back to you within that year, um, you add that amount as well, okay? If, for example, they're not going to give that, let's just say £10,000 back to you in that year, and it'll be the next year, don't count it in this year's Zakat calculation. You you count it in next year's calculation when it is due within that year, okay? So we're going to call all these things the assets, okay? So Just a quick you've... question on that yeah, one, Hamza. You know when the money's paid back, do you then have to go back to the previous year because technically it was your money then? Because I imagine the person that owed it to you, they deduct it from their side, right? As owed out. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for them it will be a debt. For you it will be an asset. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. You can, you, I guess there's no harm in including it in that year or when you get the money back, you can just back backtrack it or uh, so let's just say you're very generous and you give me 10 grand okay and you say Hamza you pay me in 2023 okay so you come calculate your zakat next year mm. and you wouldn't include that um, 10 grand because it's not due upon you at the moment so it's a long-term debt mm. okay so typically with any debt that is it it's from an accounting perspective, you'd normally call it a current asset or a current liability. And they are things that are due within that, that year. Mm. Yeah. So you wouldn't add it in your Zagath calculation for 2022, but in 23, you would add that £10,000 as money that's owed to you. And then you would pay 2.5% on that. So there's no backtracking for 2022 in that example. You just, just for the year, I actually get it back in. Uh, as far as I know, no, there's not. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So the second step, so that that brings us on to the second step, and that's looking at what do people owe. Okay. So these are, yeah, technically you'd call it liabilities. So having a look at what liabilities um, do you have. So who do you owe money to effectively? So, so it's who do you owe money to? So you've got your assets, you've got your debts and liabilities, and then you just minus the two. So you take the liabilities away from the assets, okay? And then that 
should be your zakatable assets. And then there's some further, slightly more detailed stuff as well, which I'll go into, okay? But at a very high level, very summary level, it's documenting all your assets, okay? So again, cash, bank accounts, gold, silver, stock, shares, investment property, all that type of stuff. Taking away any of the money that people, that you owe people, okay? It's where you owe people. Calculate two and a half percent of that, and you've got your zakat. Okay, so it sounds fairly straightforward, but what we'll do, we'll get into, we'll go through the individual assets one at a time. Okay, and then we'll find out it's a little bit more complicated. Okay, so in terms of some tips as well, what I find really helpful, and we just had this conversation before, is that you can use a calculator online, and absolutely, I would recommend that. Have a look at, I, I had a look at National Zakat Foundation. I've got nothing to do with them. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I don't get any commission. Go and check them out. They've got a very good calculator on there. So if you find that easier, use that. But what I'll do, if you do want to do it yourself, I do my own, I've got my own calculator. Well, it's not really a calculator, but I document all my own assets and it's very personal to me. And it helps me every year because I can then I don't have to remember every single account that I hold because it's all listed. So I find it helps from that perspective. But you know, you can make your own, you can use your own, or you can do it every year, or you can use a Zagat calculator. But as long as yeah, you're empowered to do that, that's the important thing for us. Okay, so what I'll do, I'll just go through the uh, assets one at a time. Okay, so typical assets that we would hold, cash being the obvious one, that's fine. That should be fairly straightforward. Any bank accounts, that's fine. Add it all up, two and a half percent of that. Gold, I'm sorry, silver. can I just ask a question about the bank account sure. thing? Um, yep. One of the things that I came across was um, if you've got bank accounts in your kids' names. Um, so sometimes that's something that may uh, people may overlook and think, okay, it's their kids' account, so I didn't need to count that. And I don't know if you can clarify that, now, but unless they have complete ownership of it and they're of age where they do have ownership my kids being quite young it's still my asset isn't it so we would have to include that in my total of cash in the bank that's a great question i honestly don't know the ficky answer to it mm. okay but um so when i sort of they... looked it online i think there were some difference of opinion and thing but i think the majority was okay if it's not owned by them so it's in their name but they don't have ownership of they can't go to the physically go to the bank and take money yeah. out it's still owned by us it's my money so it's my asset yeah and i have to include that it's once i hand that over to them once it's 16 or whatever as a general rule of thumb if the, if you got doubt about whether to include it or not i mean it's only two two and a half percent isn't it so yeah. you, like hamza mentioned earlier um you're always going to be better off over calculating than under calculating so if you're unsure, just just add it in. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, overestimate where where you've got any doubt. Overestimate. Um, you don't want to get this wrong because you're then withholding money that belongs to other people, and the punishment is quite severe for that. Um, but yeah, both from the Indonesia perspective, so overestimate where possible that's yeah, the yeah because that yeah that happened with the banker and also pocket money so the kids have got pocket money in the house now is that their money or is that our money so that one we've excluded because <laughs> so that's their money they decide what it gets spent on it's their pocket money that's in a tin so we didn't include that because so that's been gifted to them and they decide what they want to spend it on so we've excluded that the bank accounts we've included that's an asset 
where we excluded yeah. the pocket money. Okay. To be completely honest, I mean, like Rahil said, it's two yeah. and a half percent. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. And, 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 and unless you're giving your kids millions of pounds or even <laughs> hundreds of if thousands. You, if you can afford to give that much, then it's still two and a half percent ain't going to be much of a dent, is it? <laughs> oh, no, it's not. You know, know. It's in but, tins, so we'd have to cut open the tins, count all the money if it's pocket money, if we are to include it. So we thought, look, okay, that's, we'll exclude you, it because it's in their name. They decide where it gets spent and whatnot. I, I think I think that leads to a good point. There is a level of estimation that you have to do as well, within reason. I mean, not just making numbers up, but there is a level, there is a degree of estimation where you need to do that. Again, try to slightly overestimate. So if there is any a whole load of loose change, um, yeah, j just put it to like a tenner, which is yeah, what twenty five pence. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you add on ten quid, that covers what an extra four hundred quid's worth of assets isn't it and for those uh, people that have hedge funds as well we had to cut open our hedge fund tin to count that yeah okay, okay. so cash bank accounts fairly straightforward um two and a half percent of that gold silver that can get a little bit technical so really the calculation is the, the way to do it is have a look at the the day that you are calculating it have a look at what the gold price is at that on that day okay so um it will be in you know whether it's in grams or uh, kilos or tole as well sometimes okay so just have a look at what the gold price is on that day you can google it very easily and then you want to if you have jewelry or if you have like 20 carats of gold okay usually that price of gold is for 24 carat gold okay so let's just say it's it, this isn't the number, but I'm just using it as an example. Okay, so if we say 24 carat, um, a gram of gold is uh, 24 pound for 24 carats. Okay, one carat is like you know is a pound. Okay, so therefore, if you've got jewelry that is 18 carats, okay, the zagatable part of it is 18 pounds. So you pay two and a half percent on the 18 pound. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Oh, go on. I was gonna say, just just recap that bit. <laughs> right. So we I understood are only, what you meant. <laughs> so we're only paying zakat. You want to recap it, Shaf? From okay, from what I understand, twenty-four carats. If it worked out to be a pound each for twenty-four carats, but the gold is eighteen carats that you've got. Then you do the two point two and a half percent, not on the twenty-four pounds, but on eighteen pounds, because it's only eighteen carats of gold. Because ju because jewelry is going to have another metal thrown in there. It's never going to be twenty-four carats of gold. It's always going to be diluted with something. So the diluted part of it, you know, if it's iron or steel, we don't pay zakat on the iron or steel. We only pay on the gold element. Yeah. So, so would you... the the carat level tell us how much quantity is gold? I don't really know the technicalities in, in gold and all that sense. So typically the gold price is based on 24 carats of gold. Okay. Right. Jewelry is never going to have 24 carats because you can't make jewelry out of it. So they have to stick in another metal. So it gets slightly diluted. So you need to, mm. find, if you know what carat gold you have, um, most people already know anyway. Okay. But if it's 18 carats, which is quite common as an example. Okay. That is, you know, it's a quarter less. 
okay, than the, the price for 24 carats. Okay, right. so it, it, it's a quarter iron, for example, and three quarters gold. So we only pay zakat on the three quarters of gold. Okay. Yeah, does that make so the sense? The price that you'd find online for a gram of gold that's based on 24 carat, yep. you then proportion it to however many carats of gold you've got. Yes, yeah. Below the 24 mark. Yeah. And then you do two and a half percent of that. Yeah. Two and a half percent of that. Yeah, okay. So that's gold and silver. Right, then it gets interesting because then we get into stocks and shares and things like that. <laughs> so stocks and shares. Just before you move on, sorry, does that apply to silver as well, you said? Yes, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, silver, same rule. Yeah. Ideally, you'd have to go get it weighed um, if you don't know what you, uh, what amount of gold you have in terms of jewellery and stuff. A lot of people go to local jewellers, don't they, to get it weighed? Um, it, and they can give the price as well, right? Uh, th th that's a very good point. Ideally, um, because if you've ever do, if you've ever dealt with a jeweler, um, most of them are a complete bunch of thieves, right? So ideally, if you can get it, and that's no offence to any jewelers out there, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit intended. But if, if if you can if you can get it weighed, and then ideally, if they've got one of those uh, carrot guns, okay. So I, I don't know what the technical term is, but it's kind of a gun that they use that calculates um, the carrots within the gold. That's the most accurate way. Normally, if you go to some jewelers, they'll just take a look at it and say, yeah, yeah, it's 20 carrots. And normally, yeah, they'll underestimate it because they're trying to buy it off you. So it can get a little bit murky, but ideally you want a place that has one of those guns that can tell you the exact um, proportion of gold within that metal, okay? So uh, if not, weigh at home, use a weighing scale if you've got one in the kitchen and then it's not going to be 100% accurate. Maybe add a couple of grams on um, just to overestimate again. Okay. All right. Should we move on to stocks and shares? Because that's, you thought gold and silver. Oh, well, I didn't realize you can uh, just measure it at home, to be honest. I thought because of the way they convert um um, convert it I thought oh okay I don't think you can just measure at home I know that you can just measure in grams but I thought they do it somehow different in the shops or wherever they do it no no um, from my experience from what I've seen yeah there's they'll just pick up the gold and say yeah it's about this much and, and, <laughs> and it's quite it's quite arbitrary but if, if they've got the tech and they've got the stuff and it's all quite transparent quite clear then take it to your local jeweler mm. um, and let them calculate the weight and the amount of uh the amount of carrots in there i so guess if you're uh, really got concerns about the jewelry you can go to a couple of different jewelers to see what differences they make out of it that's always a good idea always a good idea and and just remember so you've got your weight you've got the purity of gold within the metal within the jewelry and then you've got the price of the um the, the price of gold on that day so you kind of multiply those three and you should get um the amount that you need to pay zakat on then you times that by two and a half percent yeah i guess once you know the first two parts of the equation which is the weight and the purity yep um you can just make a note of that and then year on year you, all you need to do is find the value of gold to multiply exactly. it by that you don't need yeah. to keep doing that every year do you because you've already got those factors That's established right. Exactly, and that's why it helps. I find it helps to have your own 
um, your own, well, I've got my own spreadsheet, which I track absolutely everything. So it really helps when you just keep a record, you log everything and then you've got it for future years yeah. rather than having to do it, repeat the same thing every year if you're using an online calculator. Right. We are proper in the thick of it and we've only got about a minute left, I think, until we go to break. So we'll come back and then we'll get into stocks and shares. Um, very similar thing to gold and silver. Okay. So just remember gold and silver. Remember what we've talked about. Talked about purity, uh, weight, purity, gold price. And then we take those three and then we times it by two and a half and we've got the zakat we need to pay on it. Okay. Right. We'll be right back in a few minutes and we'll get into stocks and shares and then hopefully inshallah we'll try and cover up some of the other stuff as well and then hopefully uh we can help some of you calculate your your zakat in the last few days okay don't go anywhere we'll be right back the verbal outpost um stay tuned <laughs> 